We'll begin here with Genesis chapter 29 and we're going to talk about Jacob in Syria. We'll get into details and also what it means when it is God's school of hard knocks. What exactly does it mean? And we're going to talk about how Jacob is being dealt by God concerning his sin here. And you're going to see more so into God's mercy on this man, Jacob, eventually. But he has to go through things that will teach him a hard lesson about deception. And we'll begin here in Genesis chapter 29, verse 1. And he says here, Then Jacob went on his journey and came into the land of the people of the east. Notice that it says that Jacob went in his journey. This is after he had encountered God in a dream. He went to Syria, as Hosea 12, 12 says, that Jacob fled into the country of Syria. He was fleeing from his brother Esau. Now, this is not God's intention for him to leave Canaan. And that's why he said that Jacob went on his own journey. This is his journey. And he fled, running away from his brother this was not God's intention, but this was Jacob's own way. And his mother was also Rebecca. This is their own way. You see, this, this was not God's way. And as a result, he will face many challenges. If you notice in Proverbs 14 verses 12, it says, There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the ways of death. He was clearly the blessed son, but he will suffer greatly. This is Jacob's own way, and he fleeing into his by his own volition. This was absolutely not God's way for him, and this was not God's journey or God's guiding him. And this man is gonna spend all his life, all his youth, out of God's will. And here he begins here in verse two. It says also it says it says, and he looked, and behold, a well in the field, and lo. There were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well, they watered the flocks, and a great stone was upon the well's mouth. And here, in the meantime, you know, Jacob came to a well. Here, this called it Jacob's well. But here, he comes to a well, and additionally, there were three flocks of sheep at the well, and a great stone upon the well's mouth. And then in verse 3, it says, And thither were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone from the well's mouth, and watered the sheep, and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. And here the people move the stone from the well's mouth, and they use it to water the sheep. And after that, they'll cover the well back with the stone. And he says, And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence be ye? And they said, Of Haran are we. And he said unto them, Know ye Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And behold, Rachel, his daughter, cometh with the sheep. And Jacob came to the man and asked, where are you from? And the man said that we are from Haran. And Jacob said to them, Do you know Heben, uh, Laban? 
And the man said, yes, again, Laban is Jacob's uncle, Rebekah's brother, his mother's uh, brother. And, you know, Jacob said, is, is Laban well? Is he well? And the man said, yes. And by the way, Rachel, his daughter, is coming with the sheep. And women gathered sheep and watered, watered the sheep as an occupation back then. And here, you know, he says in verse 7, and he, he said, Lo, it is high day, neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep and go and feed them. And, you know, see, Jacob, he says, it's not the time for the sheep to be gathered, and it's still high day. And he says, water the sheep and go and feed them. And here is a, is a snippet of Jacob of who Jacob is, you know, he's a cocky man and unapologetically cunning. He was very cunning and he just got there and already he's telling these people what to do. These are experienced shepherds. He's telling them what to do. And he just met these folks. And so there are so many Jacobs today, you know, you know, they had little life experience, but seem as though they have figured out life itself and life will eventually is going to teach this man a hard lesson in humility because he is very cocky in the, at this point and here it begins in by the shepherd he says that while he was talking Rachel came with her father's sheep because she kept them again not only the women ten sheep but there were also shepherds in those days, but also in the days of Abraham and all the way down to the days of Moses, because, you know, just as he says in the days of Moses in Exodus 2.16, he says, Now the priest of the Midians, Midian has seven daughters, and they came and drew water and filled their throats to water the flocks. See, women those days also were shepherds, and there were also uh, tend the sheep as well and here you have Rachel she was a shepherdess and she's coming here to the place of the well to take care of the sheep and then he says and it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel the daughter of Laban his mother's brother and the sheep of Laban his mother's brother that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. Now, Jacob is now in excitement after seeing Rachel. And these were also his uncle's sheep. Came here, finally he sees them, came and watered his uncle's sheep. And afterwards he kissed Rachel, not a romantic, but a greeting kiss and lifted up his voice and wept. Jacob obviously had been traveling long at this time and he's currently very emotional here. But this for Jacob now, after seeing this woman named Rachel, you know, this is Uncle Laban's daughter. And he this was for him a love at first sight. You know, this was a love at first sight and he came and was excited to meet her. And then he says in verse 12, And it came to pass, when Laban heard the tidings of Jacob, his sister's son, 
that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house and he told Laban all these things and Laban said to him surely thou art my bone and my flesh and he abode with him the space of a month now Laban came to meet Jacob and he says that he told Laban all these things and you know Jacob had a lot to say about his journey and then Laban said sure you are my nephew you know and then he allowed him to stay with him for a month now here's the tricky part begins in the next verse because Laban is gonna get the upper hand of all of it and this man again a man like Laban is a very tricky man. He's a very uh, conniving man. Obviously a very greedy and covetous human being. And he's going to use this man, Jacob. And he's going to get the upper hand in this man's life. And this is how, where God is sending this man now. He's putting this man to a place where he's going to learn about life lessons. Because this was Jacob who was full of tricks and he's, he's full of deception and he deceived his father and deceived his brother and ran away but again he's going into this house of a depraved man by the name of Laban his uncle and then in verse 9 it says here in verse 15 and Laban said unto Jacob because thou art my brother now this is after Jacob has stayed with Laban for a month now in his house and, and he says and Laban said unto Jacob because thou art my brother shouldest thou therefore serve me for not tell me what shall thy wages be for any work you see he was there as a guest and a family member but now you know uncle Laban he wants to put him to work and he said what shall your wages be what is your wages in other words, I want you to start working so you can pay for your room that you are staying. Or in other words, he says, I want you to start working so you can be useful around here. Here you see Jacob, you know, he, he used to be a tent dweller. This man is a tent dweller. He thought he was going to be a tent dweller outside Canaan. And now, you know, you see that once you leave the outside of the Canaan, uh, a place that he was protected he is now going to be in the mercy of this man see because now he's going to work the field this man is trying to put him to work to, to do the work the field and he's gonna work this field throughout the entire time he's been with this uh, uncle of his Jacob thought he was cunning but now he's gonna meet uncle Laban who's a master person in deception and now the school of the session now begins here so it says in verse 16 and Laban had two daughters and the name of the elder was Leah and the name of the younger was Rachel see he had two daughters Laban had two daughters Leah and Rachel and he says here and Leah was tender eye but Rachel was beautiful and well favored means that Leah was not so beautiful and Rachel was beautiful and also what he says about Rachel it wasn't just that she was beautiful she was also well favored in other words she was you know she was her father's favorite verse 18 and Jacob loved Rachel and said I will serve thee seven years for Rachel thy younger daughter 
You know, it said that Jacob loved Rachel, and here you see poor Jacob. He is in love with Rachel, and Laban is going to use him for Rachel now. He's going to use his love that he had for Rachel to squeeze out his useful strength. You know, Jacob thought he was a smart cookie, but he was young and foolish and madly in love. And Laban, his uncle, is an old crook. So he's going to use his daughter. You know, Jacob's love for Rachel is going to cost him. And Laban is going to hustle everything out of Jacob now. Laban for seven years for her younger daughter, Rachel. And Laban is going to hustle everything out of him. You know, and afterwards, this man is going to cry out to God. But here you see this man is now excited about this. And he just wanted to serve for seven years for his younger daughter and verse 19 he says and laban said it is better that i give her to thee than that i give her to another man abide with me notice the pious statement he's acting so virtuous here you know laban says it is better to give her to you than to give her to another man after all you are my nephew and he says and jacob served seven years for rachel and they seemed unto him but a few days for he loved her you know the love jacob had to her it seemed like nothing you know evidently he loved rachel and will give and do almost anything for her and here you see jacob's good quality he was a go-getter and a hard worker but in the case here it was for laban's advantage not jacob and he served seven years and it didn't seem to him like nothing it didn't seem nothing to him and he did a great service for laban he did great because of rachel because he had to serve to earn and also take this woman as a wife for the most part in genesis 30 verses 26 he said talking about his service he did a great service to uncle laban in genesis 30 verse 26 it says give me my wives and my children for whom i have served thee see whom i have served thee and let them go for thou knowest my service which i have done thee you see his man served this man and he served him for wife just to get wife and also in hosea 12 12 it says jacob fled into into the country of syria and Israel served for a wife and for his wife he kept sheep and this was what he what he was doing he served to his uncle for a wife because he wants to you know marry Rachel and Jacob was faithful to his uncle for Rachel but got little nothing out of it and he's gonna get little nothing out of it and he wish I wish he would have devoted more to God but here, you know, this man served and he's going to serve for all these years. And once he said, and after seven years are now fulfilled, after he has served for seven years and now fulfilled, in other words, Jacob served Laban for full seven years. And this is what they agreed for full seven years. And in verse 21, it says, And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife. And this is after he has served. 
for my for my days are fulfilled that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him. And he went in unto her. Again, Jacob, he came to Laban after he had served all these years, seven full years. And he asked, give me my wife that we agreed, you know, so to take her as my wife. And then he says that, Laban gathered people. He made a feast and that was the custom of the day. It's kind of like when people are getting married, he made this wedding uh, reception. And Laban in the evening, he brought Leah and not Rachel. He brought Leah, the elder daughter of Laban. And then it says that Jacob slept with her, you know, for in a marriage bed and thinking that this was Rachel. This is the woman that he is thinking that this is the woman that he has served. And interesting to know here that he brought her in the evening. The, the feast, first he made the feast and then he brought Leah in the evening. And again, you ask why the feast and why in the evening? In the feast, you have wine and people can drink wine. You know, Jesus times, there was a feast and there was wine. And here, when people make make a feast, there's always alcohol or you know drinks that wine that goes in there. So this was to make Jacob probably again speculating, probably drunk. And then in the evening, when it's not day, you can switch the person. And you see, you know, while this thing is going on, it takes the Leah takes the place of Rachel. And because he was switched by Laban. And it says here in verse 26, you know, you know, and it says in verse 24, it says, And Laban gave his daughter Leah Zilpha, made for an handmaid. And it came to pass in the morning. Again, here it says, In the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is it that thou hast done unto me? Did I not serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Jacob took in Leah, and in the morning, after Jacob perhaps may have sobered, sobered up, and he found out that it was Leah, not Rachel. And Jacob said to Laban, What have you done? I serve for Rachel. And why do you cheat me? Again, the trickster is now being tricked. And it sounds familiar, you know, Jacob tricking his brother Esau. Now his deception now catches up to him. And Laban said, it must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week and we will give thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me. Yet seven other years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week, and he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. See, now Laban said there's a slight change of plan. There are ways in our country that that I forgot to tell you. You see, this man is very cunning. And he says the elder must be married first before the younger. So he said then fulfill her weeks. In other words, serve and earn her again in other words work for another seven years so that i can give you rachel again two wives 
using this polygamy keep in mind that historical record again is not god's approval just because things happen in the bible does not mean that god approved it you know slavery you can add that on too but here you have polygamy this man and this is clearly based off of man's sin greed this man was greedy and he wants to squeeze everything out of jacob so he he make this switch uh now he said, okay, fulfill her week, work for her, work for another seven days, seven years, excuse me. And he worked, Jacob worked for Rachel for another seven years. And then he finally got his wife that he wanted. And he says, and in verse 29, and Laban gave to Rachel, his daughter Bilhah, his handmaid to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel and he loved also Rachel more than Leah and served with him yet seven other years again notice leah and rachel were all accompanied by a handmaid and they are going to play a part in jacob's life likewise he says you know rachel is loved more than leah by jacob and in addition to 14 years Jacob served Laban for Rachel. Now he also served another seven years. And as in Genesis 31, 41 says that, Thus I have been 20 years in thy house. See, this man uh, ended up serving more years than he intended. And he says in verse 30, 31, he says, And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. You see, the law saw that Leah was hated and Leah was rejected because of the fact that Jacob didn't love Leah to begin with. He loved, the woman he loved was Rachel. But now the law saw that Leah was hated. He opened her womb and lit. And in verse 32, it says, And Leah conceived and bare a son, and he called his name Reuben. For she said, Surely the Lord had looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. See, Leah gave birth to his firstborn, Reuben. And she said that the Lord has, has looked upon my affliction because, you know, because this woman is dealing with rejection. She has been rejected both not only by her father, because I said her father was, uh, her father favored Rachel. But this woman is also rejected by her husband and he says because she was not loved then after she gave birth she's now saying that now my husband will love me you see and he, she's now trying to win jacob's approval and in verse 33 he says and she conceived again and bare a son and said because the lord had heard that i was hated he had therefore given me this son also, and he called his name Simeon. So she conceived again and bare a son named Simeon. He called her Simeon because the Lord heard that I was hated. And, and then he says, and she conceived again and bare a son and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. Again, she bore another son called Levi. And now it says, because now my husband will be joined unto me. 
You see, she was first of all separated from her husband. She was not staying with her husband now because again, Jacob loved Rachel. And she said, now after all, I have given Jacob three sons. Now my husband is going to love me. You see, my husband is going to be joined with me. And this is what this woman uh, was throughout his, her whole life, you see. And she's seeking approval. She's seeking, you know, acceptance. See, and then in verse 35, and he says, She conceived again and bare a son, and she said, Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah and left barren. Now, this is something, you know, you have to deal with, especially when somebody is dealing with this uh, Cinderella syndrome, because now it says, you know, these are, she is now striving to win people's approval. Now she's trying to win her husband's approval. You see, Le Leah was an approval seeking person. And she's saying, if I do this, if I do that, my husband will love me. And this is what usually rejection leads to, is people seeking approval. And this is the result of the fall. And you see, this woman is unloved because in verse 17, it says, Rachel was well favored and Leah was not. So now she's, you know, going around and, you know, seeking for approval from her husband, which is rightfully so, because her husband is supposed to love her. With this thing that happened, Jacob was not uh, pleased because she, the woman that she loved, that he loved was Rachel. And this, this, everything comes from Laban because Laban through this deception, Laban was able to give out for, for his own greed. And he says here, she bears a fourth son. And notice now she takes her eyes off man and says, now I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. See, this woman now takes her eyes and now looking looks to the Lord. And the four sons of Leah now is, you know, first of all, now she has stopped bearing. You have Reuben, the firstborn, Levi, and then you have Simeon. Now you have Judah again. Judah is there is going to be an accepted line of Christ. You're gonna go through Judah. You see, Judah is is the fourth son, and Leah was now looking on to God and not man. So we're gonna continue on in verse 30. But until then, precious saints, God bless.